Welcome to Japan According to Akio. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host, Akio, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Yo, 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 welcome to episode 28 of Japan According to Akio. Um, we got a longer episode, a king size episode for you with a bunch of like earthquake talk. You know, again, the, the seven year anniversary of the great Eastern Japan earthquake is coming up. And so, um, I took this time. First, I gave you some stat statistics. We, we paid our respects, our due to the people who were affected by the earthquake and who lost their lives in the earthquake. Then after that, we talked about I gave you my story about what happened, you know, my long, full story about what happened on that day, and sprinkled in with some earthquake related advice that I think might be helpful、um, because I ain't never、um, been through, I'd never been through an earthquake before I came here. And so just, just let you know what it's like, what to do, what to look out for, and hopefully some other little tidbits, you know, sprinkled in along the way. So let me know what you think, and of course, Enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy it. What is up? What is up? What is up? We are here, episode 28. You can probably tell I got some energy. It's the daytime, it's my day off. I'm rested. I went to bed fucking early last night. Like, I think I went to bed before midnight, like, which is crazy. I was able to sleep in. I'm like fully, fully refreshed, batteries on max. I got the house to myself, just me and my dog. Like,、um, everyone else is out. Someone might come back midway through the podcast. If it happens, my bad. You know, I'll probably just have to stop and, and pick up. But、um, for the most part, I got the place to myself. The weather's nice. Spring is here in fucking Japan. Like, she's just popping, man. Like,、um, You can probably you can hear the energy in my voice. I'm going to try and, like I said, bring a more up tempo、uh, cast to you this time.、Um, just because this shit's been pretty mellow these past, like, damn near month, right? Of a podcast, if you've been listening and following everything. You know,、um, you know, it's been a lot of late night podcasts. Again, no video for this, so you'll never see what the fuck is going on. But it is a living room joint just because.、Um, My co host, my chihuahua, he's basically asleep <laughs> a few、uh, feet away from me, just like on a、uh, carpet、um, with a blanket all around him. So he was under the blanket,、uh, just disrespecting the podcast like a motherfucker, you know. But he's just like eyes half open, like, what the hell are you doing? But anyway,、um, yeah, so I got to kind of film down here. I got to record down here with him. Cause if I go upstairs and I'm talking shit, like, you know, he'll get all pissed off and start barking at me the whole fucking time. So, so because of him, there's no video. There will never be any video for this episode.、Um, but I mean, come on now. Nobody's watching my videos anyway. So <laughs> again, this is at this point, this is my hobby.、Uh, it's not,、um, it's not my main focus. So, you know, we just got to stick with the audio for now. And as I always say, and, you know,、uh, we'll get to everything in the future. So, what today?、Um, he's like, <laughs> I'm kind of pissing him off though. <laughs> It's kind of funny. Like, my dog was there chilling with his eyes closed, relaxing, but now I'm all like hyped and energy and talking and shit. And he's just like staring at me with his eyes half open, like, shut that bullshit up. But sorry, dog, I gotta be talking for at least an hour. At least 45 minutes, probably an hour, you know, if I, cause I can actually have no time limit this time. I can talk. I got an interesting topic, I think,、um, that will be 
I, I hope interesting and informative uh, as always for you guys. I'm like relaxing in a different position. I'm on the floor this time. I'm on the carpet. Like I'm all stretched out and shit. So uh, you know, I just wanted to change things up, change the energy, change my location, my body position. See if it you know if that contributes to a different level of fucking podcastness yeah uh hold on let me let me wrap my doggy up in this blanket because he's really looking kind of comfortable right now let me help him out okay there you go be a good pet owner wrap him up like a little chihuahua burrito okay (laughs) yeah you know that's gosh gosh your love gosh your love to your animals um so yeah, yeah, he's got his head on the pillow too. He's really fucking comfortable. Um, but anyway, uh, this show, right? Um, what are we gonna do today? If is I was thinking about it, and I, I kind of saw some uh, something on TV, a show I recorded, a news show, and they were talking about the anniversary, the upcoming anniversary of the uh, Great East Japan earthquake, which was seven years ago. So. Uh, you know, it's kind of a heavy topic, but of course I'm not going to be like heavy, heavy. I'm going to put my spin, my lighthearted, as much as you can, lighthearted spin on it um, and really focus on earthquakes and things like that and tell my story about what happened with me when, when that uh, situation happened. And hopefully it can kind of give give some tips, advice related to earthquakes and things like that. But um, before we get started, I thought it would be kind of... You know, because that is such a, like, I was kind of going back and forth in my mind about, like, how I'm going to approach this. Cause, because it's, like, a heavy situation. You know, lots of people died and things like that. So what I want to do before I get started and, you know, give any, like, lightheartedness or whatever. Because I'm, I'm, I want to, you know, I'm not going to bring you down. You're not listening, you know, listening to some heavy-ass shit. But, um, but I do want to pay my due respect to um, all the people that lost their lives and things like that in that tragedy. So uh, I just want to give maybe a few statistics and r- remind you of that. Maybe have a little quick moment of silence on podcast just for those people. Um, just So just a qu- few so that we don't forget, you know, the people that lost their lives in that tragedy. There were, um, a pr- a pr- a- according to this website called Life Science, there were 15,894 people who died in that tragedy. As it says, as of June 10th, 2016, the official death toll was 15,894. That's a lot of people, right? Um, and more than 2,500 people are still reported missing, which means probably they couldn't recover their bodies or, you know, things like that. Um, because, you know, as you know, the earthquake caused a tsunami and, um, Maybe maybe some of those bodies were taken, you know, taken out to sea, and might. I hope hopefully they can be recovered so that their families have some closure to that, or maybe you know, I don't know, you, you know what I'm saying. So, um, yeah, that's a lot of people. Um, you know, it, it really was a huge uh, tragedy. It was like a really shocking situation. A few more. Um, it was a magnitude magnitude nine earthquake. Um, that uh unleashed the tsunami um there were what there are still as of 2017 last year there's still uh, 150,000 evacuees 150,000 evacuees that lost their homes 
50,000 of them are still living in temporary shelters. Um, if you, it doesn't really get covered as much here in Japanese news TV, Japanese news, but the, the temporary shelters that were built, basically there are still like tons and tons of people, like you said, uh, 50,000 of them still living in those temporary shelters. Um, I guess where I'm assuming, this is what I'm assuming for some government support or some, some way where they can、uh, hold on to the hopes of rebuilding their homes and, and, and restarting their lives as they were seven years ago, right? That's a long time to be kind of in that limbo.、Um, 120,000 buildings were destroyed. And 287,000 were half destroyed. And 726,000 buildings were partially destroyed、um, due to that, which is, which is really crazy.、Um, the damage is about,、um, about 16.9 trillion yen. If you want to break that down into dollar, US dollars, which is about 199. Billion dollars, so almost $200 billion worth of damage. The total economic cost was $235 billion, according to the World Bank's estimate. So,、um, like I said, there's a, there's, you know,、um, it might you know, have, have left your mind, but it's not as, in international news as much. But, you know, it, of course, it's still a continuing story. And you can, as you can check from those facts, The、um, repercussions of that are still being felt today by far too many people. So,、um, before we get started,、uh, just bear with me. I'd just like to take a quick moment of silence for those people who lost their lives、um, in that tragedy. Okay. All right. Thanks. So,、um, you know, again, before I start. Speaking lightheartedly about it, about that, I just wanted to respectfully、um, provide some information, you know, pay my respects just so that it, I, you know, anyone knows like whatever I say or my stories or whatever, you know, nothing can be misconstrued as being disrespectful or anything like that because definitely that's not going to be my intent. I do want to educate, I do want to entertain, but the last thing I'd like to do is make it seem like I'm、um, being anywhere disrespectful or anything to,、um, again, all the people who lost their lives, lost their homes, and really had, you know, their. Life kind of uprooted from that. With that said, let's get into the show, show, show. Okay, so how I'm going to do things. How I'm going to do things. Okay, see, now I'm going to start cussing, right? <laughs> like, of course, I'm not going to cuss when I'm giving out facts and moments and silences and shit, but now I'm going to start, you know, talking regular, right? So, um, yeah, two parts, I guess. So, I guess it's probably easier because may, mainly two things, two themes I want to go through on, on, the, on the show to, today is、um, the story of what happened with me with the, the great earthquake, with the earthquake, and also give some earthquake advice. Of course, this is all going to be on top, off top of the dome.、Um, so, probably the best way to do it would be give my story. Sprinkle in some earthquake advice, and then at the end, just whatever I wasn't able to cover with that story, just be able to fucking give some shit. I think that will work, or <laughs> we'll find out if I can stick to it or not.、Uh, again, if someone comes in and interrupts, I might have to stop the podcast. I'm not sure.、Um, someone might come back 
but whatever we'll see we'll fuck it let's just go for it all right so um march 11th 2011 where was i in life <laughs> okay <laughs> i mean fuck that was like seven years ago which is kind of crazy but at that time my dog is really like god damn it stop talking sorry dog um at that time i'm gonna try and talk a little bit lower so that i don't disturb my dog too much but uh <laughs> Which is crazy, but um, at, basically at that time, I was a f- if you can call it that a full time freelance language teacher, right? Which basically means I was running all over Tokyo, um, running around all over Tokyo, teaching private lessons, teaching contract jobs, left and right, pretty much seven days a week, busting my ass. You know, at that time, it was 2011, I was 29. Yeah, yeah. So I was at the end of my 20s. And, um, you know, I think uh, I was kind of getting towards the end of my rope with that career choice. Because one thing I learned, if you're if you're young or whatever, you, you'll probably know, like, when, when you're in your 20s, you kind of think you do everything by your own willpower. You know, everything by your own raw strength. Like, it's just you. You do it. But, you know, when you get older, you get a little bit of clarity and realize that um, doing things alone isn't the way that great things get done. You have to you have to rely on other people, you know, because that multiplies the amount of things that you can do. If it's just one of you, you have a limited amount of energy, a limited amount of time, a limited amount of knowledge. But cooperating and working with other people, you can multiply that, right? So... Just dropping a little gem on you if if you're still if you're younger you're listening to this you know that one person yeah <laughs> but um yeah so I had to learn that after I turned thirty and so if you know I'm sure people over thirty will probably be like yeah you're right um, anyone under thirty you, just the faster you learn that lesson the more you'll do in life and just trust me um, just humble yourself and, and work with other people in life and, and you'll achieve far more far faster. Right. Um, but anyway, at the time, I hadn't really learned that lesson. I was kind of starting to figure it out because I was just running around, you know, I was, you know, making all right money for that time and, um, get, you know, getting by, doing, you know, doing whatever, whatever. And, uh, yeah, so what the day of the earthquake, um, I, you know, I take it. I took a private teaching lesson, which is kind of far out of Tokyo. It was like, um, like it's kind of the central. It's kind of complicated to say, but the central part of Tokyo on the far western edge of that, if it makes any sense. Um, I mean, it's still in Tokyo, but it was a good. I want to say hour away. It was like a. I think an hour flat, maybe like. 30, 40, 40 minutes on the train, I believe, 45 minutes on the train from where I was living at the time. And again, seven years ago, I kind of forgot, but I remember it was it was a while. So I had to take the Chuo line west. Um, I remember that. So um, in the afternoon to teach like a family, I think a mom and her kids, yeah, after school or whatever uh, at their house, you know, um, it was like a favor, half favor for a friend. Just filled up my afternoon. It was a bit of a hike. You know, the money was all right, but, um, you know, it was like half favor, half, I don't know, whatever, you know. So, basically, um, I'm going out there and, you know, just a typical normal day. 
And what ended up happening was like we talked. Remember, I talked about train suicides and things like that before. So you know, it was an afternoon. I forgot exactly what time it was. Exactly what time the earthquake struck. But like, um, I was. I remember what station I was in. I was. The train was pulling into. Koenji Station, right, which is on that line. If you want to Google it, you you know you can you can Google it. Um, you can see it's not too close, not too far away from uh, Tokyo. Like just starting to get out out to the edge of uh, central Tokyo. And as we're pulling into the station, um, the train starts like rattling, like like we're like running over speed bumps or something, right? And as we're like pulling into the station. And, like, everyone kind of felt it and, like, started looking at the tracks. Because me, too, because I'd, I'd never been on a, I have never been on a train that's, like, run over someone. But it felt like how, I mean, like, imagine you have a car that hits a bunch of speed bumps. I was like, maybe we hit somebody or, you know, ran over somebody or something. Like, I don't know. So, me, too, I, like, looked, tried to see if I could see, I don't know why, I see something under the train or what the fuck was going on. And, like, you know, the train, thank goodness, because we were, like, coming from an overpass. And, like, um, the dri- the driver, thank goodness, he got us, like, right onto the train tracks. And, like, as soon as we get hit the platform, as soon as we got there, the whole fucking train just started, like, not shaking it's more like swaying left to right, right? And I'm, I'm going to stop the story here because, um, yeah, I, I can kind of talk about um, some different types of earthquakes, right? Uh, which you will experience if you come to Japan because earthquakes are... Okay, I'm gonna, sorry, I'm going to get sidetracked, right? Earthquakes are a really common occurrence here in Japan. And um, it's just something you're going to have to get used to, like... And there are different types of earthquakes. Like, there are some that, like, rattle everything. There are some that sway, kind of, like, side to side. There are some that go vertically, you know. Um, There's a bunch of different names for them. I'm not up on all the names of them joints. But um, there are several different names, several different types. Uh, Taishin Meishin, I think. Or, or I, I, I forgot if that's, like... Uh, the type of earthquake resistance, uh, like resistance to the type of movements, or if it's like the type of uh, earthquake itself, I really can't remember. Sorry, I didn't do research on that. I might, you know, if I bring up the topic again in the future, I might uh, bring it up or something like that. Or if you really want me to talk about it more, you can just um, hit me up at. Uh, a-K-I-L dot W-A-T-S-O-N on Instagram or questions for Akil at Gmail, which nobody uses, <laughs> or wherever the fuck you want to, right? Um, but yeah, I think those are, I think, the, the, you know, just Google. There's different types of earthquake movements and things like that. And um, um, this one was like more of a swaying type, like left to right, like... Um, the way I would describe it, if you've never been in an earthquake, like, imagine you're sitting in a chair, like an office chair with wheels, and your feet are off the ground, and someone's, like, moving it from left to right, and you know how it kind of, like, jerks your body around a little bit um, as you move from left to right? It kind of feels like that, right? So, um, but the difference is, 
everything is doing that. And, like, you know, I remember, like, yeah, again, I'm getting sidetracked, but the first few earthquakes I experienced here, because I'm from D.C., we don't have earthquakes. We had, like, one small earthquake when I I think a few years ago. It was, like, the first one in 100 years or something like that, which is crazy. But um, I had never experienced an earthquake before coming to Japan. And so, like, just the first time I was, you know, the first earthquake, I don't remember exactly the first earthquake, but the first two times I remember just, like, trying to stop everything from moving because experiencing an earthquake is so you're so helpless right like literally everything is moving and you have no control over what the fuck is going on it's kind of like being in a car accident i was only in one car accident in my life and you know that moment where you know hopefully you haven't been in a like serious one but if the moment before a car accident happens you know what's going on and you're like your brain wants to exert some control over the situation and like stop it from happening, you know, like, okay, car, stop moving right now or do this. And, but you can't because it's like, you know, forces that are much bigger than you as an individual go in movement, you know, physical force is much bigger than you. So that's kind of what it feels like to be in an earthquake, except on a bigger scale, because like the whole building is doing it, the whole, house the whole everything is moving and like little old you can't control anything you know so it's it's a really powerless feeling um especially the first few times you have one like some people freak the fuck out like i mean trying like i've heard i haven't seen someone i haven't seen anyone run but i think my wife told me like at her job some of her like foreign co-workers freaked out and like were like yelling at the earthquake and saying like stop stop <laughs> or like you know running out the building or something like that but like there's nowhere to run that's the crazy thing there's like literally nowhere to run because the shit's chaos is going on like all around you so it might make you feel you might panic and it might make you feel better to like be running but don't worry i'm going to talk about earthquake safety in a little bit um as far as i know in my not limited knowledge of it but um you know it might make you feel safer to like run out the door but like that's really not gonna do much of anything you know so so yeah like it's just really helpless feeling right so back to the story um so like yeah so we get to the platform and like we get there and at this point like the train is just like like it's like you know if people trying to flip over a car like you see know how it like sways from side to side the train is just doing that right and i'm just like oh shit this is real this is the real one right like and, <laughs> and i'm sitting down the train's not the crowd it's like the middle of the day i think on a friday i believe it was that time that's when i had the lesson i think it was a friday yeah and um and so i'm just like Oh, you know, like I'm kind of a little bit calm, you know, in my mind. Like I'm, I'm not. I, I kind of go into survival mode, and I think like those type of situations. I, I've, I've been in a few emergency situations here. I'm starting to realize, okay, emergency situations where you can kind of really see where what's deep inside of you comes out. Right? You going like, are you going to bitch up? Are you gonna like, you know, go into like helping people mode? Are you gonna be like all about you and start pushing people out the way? You know, like, <laughs> um, whatever. And so, like, I think recently, um, I kind of go into survival mode, um, really hard. And so I didn't panic at all. So I'm just like, 
which surprised me actually i was like okay akil wow this is it this is it like you know because i thought like this was like the big one you know like the big one like there's always been talk in japan about the big one that's gonna like quote unquote level tokyo or like not level tokyo but destroy a lot of shit you know fuck up basically fuck up shit in tokyo basically is is overdue you know for like a huge fucking earthquake um with that said though a lot of the newer buildings and things like that have crazy amounts of like anti-earthquake shit you know that they can just survive a whole bunch of craziness so um don't be scared you know um about that like yeah, the technology here is related to earthquake damage is so strong um, because what I've heard, just secondhand, what I heard is it wasn't really like that until um, the great Kansai earthquake, I believe it was. Yeah, the earthquake in Kyoto, which was in the early 90s. I want to say 92. I, I, I don't know exactly what year it was, but it was in the early 90s. Um, and what I heard from students is and other Japanese people is basically what happened up to that point. The um, the standards for 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 earthquake resistance here weren't weren't that strict. So um, a lot of that's where a lot of the damage came from. A lot of the buildings and things like that collapsed and got destroyed because they weren't really meeting the latest standards or the st- you know for building a building weren't that strict. So after that, the government really cracked down. Or not crack down, but strengthen. You know, uh, made the laws related to building buildings as far as earthquake resistance a lot stricter. So um, newer buildings are a lot more earthquake resist- resistance, and there isn't as much damage, right, um, to newer buildings and things like that. Like high rise apartments and condos and things like that can really withstand a bunch. Um, the motherfuckers move like which i didn't know until that day like if you if you pull up some some old um images from that day you'll see like the the buildings swaying from side to side which i did not know they do right like (laughs) um yeah which i found out on that train that day because like yeah yeah so um like what happened was yeah so we get to the fucking um we get yeah we get into the station the the trains rocking and swaying like shit and i'm just like you know trying i'm i'm starting to get my make my peace if you <laughs> to be honest with you <laughs> like i didn't cuz i'm i'm still on this platform which is like above the ground it's like about like 20 you know 20 meters like about 30 40 feet above the city and i'm like okay this is a real fucking earthquake this is the strong the strongest earthquake i've ever felt like fuck like um this whole shit can just collapse right now like that's why i was cuz the thing about earthquakes is like there's a few different types of them and like sometimes you can feel it coming, right? Like it's kind of like a rumble coming from a from far away, so it gets stronger and stronger and stronger sometimes. And then there's some of them that just like boom, just like hit, and it's just like bam, everything's shaking like one second. You know, most of the ones I feel you can feel it coming, and you just kind of judge based on the increasing intensity. I wonder if my the thing's gonna pick up my dog snoring, but. <laughs> Okay, you can kind of like um, you. Can, my dog's really snoring. Like if it, if the mic picks it up, sorry. Um, but like, <laughs> but like um, you can um, 
you can literally feel it coming. So kind of like that's how I judge on earthquakes. Like I'll feel like, oh, earthquake. And you'll feel it coming and the intensity increase. And then if it gets to like a certain point and it stops, you can kind of be like, ah, it's okay. Or you can be, you, but but that's kind of what happens if you look around when an earthquake happens. Everyone just kind of stops for a second, starts looking around at each other. Like, okay. How much stronger is this motherfucker going to get? Is this shit dangerous? Like, what the fuck? Like, you know. And you can kind of judge from based on Jap- what Japanese people do, pretty much. Like, if you see Japanese people freaking out and panicking, then you should start to freak out, like, a little bit. But, like, if you see Japanese people just like, eh, whatever, then it's fine. Like, but if, you see, if you're sitting there with a Japanese person and they fucking jump under the table... Jump onto that motherfucking table. <laughs> like, don't be like, don't, don't have any shame in that shit. Like, someone told me that a while ago, and I mean, I've never had to like jump under a table or anything like that. But like, um, you know, there have been moments where I'm just like looking at a Japanese person. They're looking at me, and we're just like looking at each other. Like, is this shit about to go down? Like, what the fuck? But um, but yeah, so. Um, the only time that I really had to deal with that was like, like, you know, crazy way was on that train. Cause like, you know, I'm like, okay, this shit's real. And I was like, there was like a handrail next to me where on my seat. So I'm like, just holding on to the handrail with one on one hand, like, you know, um, I know I, I forgot if I held onto it one hand or like wrapped both hands around it kind of just in case the, um, maybe both hands around it, just in case, like, the whole fucking platform collapsed, because if it did, like, I'm, you know, I'm falling, right, so I need something to hold on to the best way I can, um, so, um, yeah, so I'm just there, just, it was crazy, it was a crazy scene, because, like, I could, like, when we got in, and it started rocking, all this is happening in, like, 20 seconds, right, but it seems like forever, and, then the train door is open, right? And then, <laughs> then she, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in the zone. And then she just gets kind of comical because, like, there were these two, like, middle-aged ladies, like, maybe in their late, like, in their 50s, you know, these Obasan. Um, they, 50s is kind of Obasan, yeah. They're, like, old ladies, kind of. And they just start freaking out. And they're just like, oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. <laughs> You know, and they're just like in my ear every time the thing starts rocking. They're just like, ah, and I'm just like, oh lord, because <laughs> it's just like annoying but half comical and ironic. And I'm just like, really, am I gonna die like this like, with these ladies? I'm like, because I'm like preparing myself. I'm like, if I'm going to die, I'm going to go out fighting, you know. And then I'm look over to my right, and there's these ladies like freaking out, going all crazy, like ah what's happening like you know (laughs) just like please don't let me die next to these ladies like it's just gonna be annoying as hell (laughs) Mm. Mm. so (laughs) thank goodness i'm still here (laughs) but like yeah so i'm just like sitting there looking out the window i'm trying not to look at them because they're just going crazy right and the train's not that crowded but they're just like jumping on the seats like like just typical cartoony kind of like holding on to each other hugging each other climbing all over the place like oh <laughs> i'm just sitting there like not moving just like looking out the doors because like now like the doors open you know i guess like in case we need to evacuate the the conductor or the driver open the doors which is a smart move you know in case we need to like get off the train quickly 
So, so yeah, I'm there. These ladies are freaking out. And again, like normally the shaking and earthquake is like about 10, 15 seconds maybe. But this shit was like minutes, right? Which is like so long. You have no idea how long that is. And, and it's just, just like rocking. And it's not dying down. That's the thing. Like, and you know, it just like gets stronger and there's another boom. And it's just like, oh fuck like you know you know after like about 30 seconds of that shit you're like oh fuck like you know and so i start looking i look out into the distance because it's kind of like a little bit of like a residential area but with some tall buildings and i'm i could see like the glass of the buildings like moving kind of funny you know like reflection kind of changing a bit and i'm like oh shit, the buildings are moving. Like, you know, I can just see the building. And I look more carefully. I can see the buildings like rocking back and forth as well. And I'm like, fuck, like, you know, like a 30, like a, 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 a 15 story building just like rocking, like, you know, swaying back and forth is like, shit is real. You know, like this shit's going down. This shit's real. This is crazy. And um, so I'm like, fuck. So I'm like, okay, I'm just there, like, you know, but I'm just like still in the zone. Like the ladies kind of calm down a bit and then they start screaming again and they calm down. <laughs> I'm just like trying to block them out and just like, cause I don't know what the fuck is going to happen. And just in case something crazy does happen, I just want to be like, okay, Akil, like whatever you gotta, and you know, I'm just hyping myself up. Like whatever you gotta do, we fighting, baby. We, we, we're not going down easy. You know, like, you know, that's kind of, I was like psyching, psyching myself up for that moment where I got to like fight for my life basically. Like, you know, that's what I was uh, getting ready for you know and um and um yeah so so um whatchamacallit this shit goes on <laughs> and, then, and like the it was a bit of an older train station so like the um the roof was kind of uh made of like steel plates kind of okay my dog got annoyed with me talking so he went in his little dog house <laughs> okay so the the um the um the thing was like kind of steel plates and um you know so they were rattling a lot right this is like probably like a 20 something year old train station and um this fucking old guy like out of nowhere he was on the train like i guess in the same car or the car next to me he freaks because the train's still rocking. Like, this is, I mean, you know, I'm talking like the shit's like dying down. This is like really like the strongest intensity earthquake I felt in Japan. And it's like continuing for like a minute, minute and a half, almost two minutes at this point, which is so long. You have no idea. Right. And like the guy freaks out <laughs> and he runs onto the platform. Oh, so before that. So like before that, then like fucking the wires of the train start popping and exploding, right? Like, uh, on the train tracks, the sparks is flying and shit. And I'm just like, whoa. Like, and then the ladies, of course, they're like, oh, fuck. Like, we're getting electrified. Like, I, you know, I, don't know what I don't know what they're saying, but, you know. So sparks flying from, like, the track across the platform. Like, you know, I'm just like, oh, shit. This is some crazy craziness. And, um then like the old this old random ass old dude like he freaks out ah! and, then, and then he like he didn't scream but in my mind he screamed <laughs> he slow goes he just like was looking out oh that's what it was because he was on the same car right and he's just like by the door looking left looking right looking left looking right and i'm like yo in my mind i'm like old dude stay on the train 
old dude stay on the fucking train. And he's just like looking left, looking right, looking left, looking right. And then, you know, in my mind, I'm just like, don't get off this fucking train. Because, you know, like, it's like steel fucking metal, like, sheeting that's what it is the metal sheeting or is the cover of the train and it's rattling like it's rattling like a motherfucker right and i'm just like them shits is heavy so if those things come down if they come down on the train we got some protection you know but if it just comes down on if the platforms like the the roof of the platform starts to collapse there's there's nothing protecting you at all right so this motherfucker panics and like runs onto the platform and grabs like a steel girder <laughs> and i'm just like what the fuck like, like <laughs> i'm just like that's the worst move you can make old dude like what are you doing and i'm just like staring at this old dude cuz i'm you know, i'm still like i'm not trying to be a hero cuz i'm like i don't know what the fuck is going to happen and I'm just holding on to this goddamn, like, bar pole because I'm like, you know, I st- again, I still don't know if this fucking platform is going to collapse on me or how much stronger this shit's going to be, how long. I don't know what the fuck is going on. So I'm just, like, glued to my seat watching, like, Final Destination, the Broadway musical, basically. <laughs> like, you know, and, like, I'm just like, fucking hell. Like, you know, old, I'm just like, old dude. Like, I'm just, like, talking to him, like, Get on the fucking train. I'm just mumbling, like, get on the train. What are you doing? Like, get back on here, you know. And he's just, like, like just holding on to this girder, like, looking at, up at the fucking, um, the, the, the roof of the fucking thing. And I'm, like, yo, I'm just waiting for, like, a wire to come down and just, like, snap him in two or, like, a steel beam to come down and pop him in the head. Like, I'm just waiting for something fucked up to happen in this guy, like... And by the grace of God, like, he, nothing happened to him, like, you know, and, um, yeah, like, but that shit was, like, honestly, like, I was just, like, I wasn't freaking out for myself. I was just, like, oh, like, I, it was really, like, okay, some Final Destination ship's about to happen in, right in front of my face, like, either this old dude, these fucking train wire platforms popping all over the place, like, this fucking train collapsing whatever i don't know but i'm just happy like we the 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 train conductor was smart enough to get us onto the platform because if we would have been doing that shit on an overpass like an overpass above a highway it would have been not cool so all right so so that's like the main earthquake right that happened um that i saw um at this point i think 2011 I had a smartphone. This was, I think, 2011 was the year smartphones became a thing in Japan. The iPhone 4 was the smartphone that made smartphones popular in Japan. Before that, nobody in Japan gave a fuck. Before the iPhone 4, nobody gave a fuck about um, phones. Uh, I That was my first smartphone as well. Um, so not that many people had it. So I, I was able instantly to like message people and tell them um like on facebook tell them there was a big ass earthquake i'm cool you know so um kind of right away people from back home knew that i was gonna be fine i was fine which is great 
Um, and then I messaged my wife on Viber, this, this messaging app called Viber that we used at the time. Now everyone uses Line. Um, so, yeah, Google that. If you come to Japan, you're going to need to register for Line as soon as you can because that's what everyone here uses. Like, you know, it's kind of like WhatsApp on steroids, basically. That's just what everyone uses. Um, you know, people will say, like, no one's going to say, hey, can you text me? People are going to say, do you have Line? So get that on your smartphone. As soon as you touch down here, get register for line that's what you're going to need to stay in contact with anyone you meet here okay mm. drinking some water um because i don't have um fucking i gotta go i gotta drive pick up my wife and son later so i can't drink wine i got some white wine some 600 yen white wine some dirt cheap ass white wine <laughs> wine in the fridge but i can't drink it until later on today so sorry this is sober me um yeah, so where am I? Yeah, okay. So anyway, yeah, I get off the train, right? After like this all the shaking uh really stops, people start getting off the train and and I'm like, okay. Then survival mode again, st I'm still in survival mode. I message my wife, "Get home right now." Like, you know, just go home right now. Like, start walking right now. Like, that's what I just tell her. And um and she's like, "Okay, I'm going right now." Which didn't exactly happen the way I wanted. I'll explain that a little bit later. Um, yeah, wow, we're 40 minutes in. Cool. All right. We Again, it's no problem. We're going to go a little bit long today, which is great. We got a long podcast for you. I'm happy to give it to you. So, um, so okay. So, I get off the fucking... Um, get off the train platform and everyone's in their earthquake mode one thing about japan man like i i saw i saw some pictures of the earthquake in dc the earthquake wasn't that big everyone freaked the fuck out like traffic of course everyone the first thing five minutes after the earthquake everyone hops in their car drives home and in like 20, 10 minutes it's like a big ass traffic jam right <laughs> which i mean by the way i forgot to say it earlier I would I feel much safer in a big ass earthquake in Japan than I would in like a small shitty earthquake in America, right? The small earthquake in America would for a regular house would probably do so much more damage than like a big really strong earthquake in Japan because the buildings and everything are more equipped to deal with that. So in even like even though earthquakes the building might shake it might move i don't feel like in danger you know so much because i know like okay you know this building is built for this shit so so just just take that you know with whatever uh grain of sand you want um but yeah so anyway so as soon as i, I get out to say i message everyone i'm like i message my wife like okay get your ass home right um I'm going. I'm, I'm going home. I'm starting. To, I'm starting to hike there. I'm, I'm pretty far out at this point, like of, of Tokyo. But I knew I had at that point. I had my iPhone, and I still had my iPod, I believe. Yeah, I still had an iPod, I believe, um, or some other music device. I think I was still an iPod. Um, yeah, yeah. So I had both. I had music on my iPhone. And I had my because I just needed music to 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 make that hike. So I I went to the convenience store. I remember like because it was still cold that day, and so it was like three something in the afternoon. It gets dark pretty early, you know, in Japan. Like compared to the West, it gets dark at like in winter time. It gets dark at like four o'clock. Like you know, and, and there's no daylight savings time here as well, which 
don't know. I don't know why they don't, it's Japan. I don't know why they don't do it, but but you know, it, so it, maybe around this time of year, it gets dark about five something. Yeah, about five something, five thirty. So I knew like, okay, it's gonna take me hours to get back. It's like three o'clock now. I need to start moving, right? So I just get a Snickers. Uh, for some energy and some fucking um, hot tea because it was still a cold day. And, you know, it was cold during the daytime, so I knew it was going to be freezing at night. And I just, first thing I do, I start I plug in my directions in my mouth. I start hiking. And my first goal is like, okay, let me go directly to Shibuya, which because I lived in the area of Shibuya. And I was like, maybe if, you know, I know the train's not working. Like, I see sparks flying from this shit. Like, but if I get to Shibuya, I might be able to get a bus or something like that. I don't know. Um, but let me just try and hit Shibuya first. So that was my first goal, right? And, like, you know, Japan, again, is, is, is such an organized society. They were, like, crossing guards. Out. Everyone knew what they needed to do. They were, like, crossing guards out. There were guys directing people and shit like that, telling them where to go. And, you know, I was like, oh, wow, Japan's really, you know, kids in the parks and with their little hoods on, like, waiting for shit and everything like that. I was like, Awesome. Me, I was just hiking it. You know, there were no cars on the road in the beginning, right? Like, and that's where, you know, I'll, I'll save what my wife did, like, a little bit later, right? Because <laughs> that kind of, I was like, street smarts, come on, you know, but whatever. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, I'm just, well, I'm just going and um again I, I didn't take i didn't jump in the taxi just because like you know that would be crazy expensive um that would be like maybe like 150 200 bucks maybe 100 yeah about 100 200 bucks to get back to my house so i was just like I'm, i was just gonna hike it so uh i'm going you know i'm i got music you know i'm i'm cool like you know and um i'm just like hiking and hiking and hiking about like after about an hour i would say people started to move like in general the masses of people started i started seeing started people started seeing people uh walking like back in the other direction traffic started getting a little bit heavier but the point is there was a good solid hour where everything was super calm and quiet right um businesses continued like you know people still were shops were still open everything was like that like japan keeps it moving man so um it is kind of interesting how that works People tend, if they can continue their, you know, their duty, they're going to continue it in general, right? So, fast forward around, you know, it's, it's getting closer to dusk. I get to Shibuya, and I remember, like, one of, you know, at this point, one of my friends, he he'd left Japan. Like, I was checking social media a bit. He was like, oh, my gosh, what happened? Like, I'm, I'm just like, yo, I'm on Facebook a little bit. Like, it's just crazy. I get to Shibuya, it's like an ant colony. I'd never seen so many people there, like, like in one spot like that in my life. Like, it was literally just like an ant colony of people just swarming all over the place trying to get where they wanted to go. Bus lines, bananas. I'm just looking at these motherfuckers like, do you really expect to get somewhere in this bus line? But... Again, some people, I think I talked about it on a snowy day, like, some people just have it in their mind, like, that's just the way to go, like, I mean, I'm, at this point, when I got to closer to the station, I was dusting buses, right, like, I'm passing buses left and right because the traffic's getting, so starting to get heavy, and I'm just there on foot, and I'm just, like, smoking them, I'm just like, yo, you just get off the bus and just hike it, man, like, that's your best bet, I mean, 
for people who live far out, there was like a Tokyo Hands, which was um, like a um, department store. I forgot if I seen saw a few people buying bikes, um, but you can get a cheap bike for like about ten thousand yen, which is like about around a hundred dollars. So I can't remember if I saw people. I, I saw bikes, but I can't remember if I saw people buying them. But you know, I, at that point, I was close enough to my house where I was like, I don't need a bike. You know, I can just like make it on my own. So um, yeah, but like I was like, yes, yeah, a viable move is like get a bike and then just bike at home. You know. You know um, but um so i um yeah i get yeah i get through but i get home i think it took me i want to say it was like i think it took me three or f- four hours i think uh, i can't i can't remember exactly what time it was like two i got back around six you know something like something like that but it was dusk right and i was getting back i expected like my apartment to be completely trashed right i was like oh my gosh besides that like it's gonna be over but the only thing that happened was like a plant fell over like you know in my apartment and this is i think i can talk about too as well like the reason why i found out from people is um what happens at that point i was in i think a nice area close to a nice area um part of tokyo and i mean and, and like a trendier part of Tokyo, and what you what happens is like Tokyo is kind of built on top of again. It's, it's interesting how history kind of stacks up in Japan. So like what I've heard is that traditionally um, a lot of the wealthier the where we're we're talking like medieval times. We're talking about feudal times in Japan. The wealthier people lived in the highlands, in the hills, right, of uh, of Tokyo or Edo, because um, that was the the areas that had the most earthquake and tsunami resistance, right. So the hills um, don't feel the shaking from earthquakes as much as the lower lying areas. And if a tsunami comes, of course, they're a lot safer as well, um, because they're on higher ground. So for both of them, you know, both of those potential disasters, which can be devastating, that's the more valuable place. So in my, fast forward to modern day Tokyo, the really, really rich areas in Tokyo, especially in central Tokyo, are hilly areas high ground and things like that and that i was in kind of one of those areas at the time so what i thought would be completely destroyed my apartment only like literally like a plant fell over and that was it like my tv was fine like all my furniture was fine like our cabinets were fine everything was cool um some another area i think my old place like my old office like everything was completely destroyed like you know not destroyed but like shit was falling over like you know everything was just fucking fucked up right so it's just interesting that how it makes that huge of a difference and you know it's you know again japan is funny like that like um those kind of things just not history kind of moves forward and really has a big impact on the way society um functions today and that's another um proof proof that's more proof of it like that's another way of proving it i don't know how to say that <laughs> i don't know eloquently but um but yeah um uh anyway anyway so i get back and i'm like oh thank goodness 
you know, I made it. My legs are like fucking rubbery, and you know, it's starting to get dark and cold. And I'm like, oh lord, I, I lie to them. I you know, collapse on my sofa. And I'm like, okay, fuck. Then I'm like, wait, where's my wife? Cause she, you know, cause I had come from far away, and she was closer than I was. And I was like, where the fuck is my wife? And what the fuck is going on? Um, one one more quick side note, like. Again, as as I on my way back, I stopped by the supermarket just to see what was going on in there. Um, supermarkets were open. There were a bunch of shit there. Everything was full. Um, I was on some urban survivalist shit at that time, so I had a bunch of stocks of like food and canned food and shit. So I had a bunch of shit in the house. So I didn't need to buy anything. I had stocks of rice and cans of meat. I, I, I was a little bit on the deep end of like you know. I don't know, urban survivalist. So I was like, I had a water, uh, super industrial water filter and shit, which I still got in a box. Like I had a bunch of shit. So I was like, we, whatever is going down, we don't, we don't need anything, right? So, um, um, but what happened the next day? All that shit got sold out. You know, that evening, from that evening to the next day, everyone just came in and bought up everything. So, which I'm telling you this because, uh, as a recommendation, if you come to Japan. If there is like some type of big emergency or something, Japanese people kind of don't tend to panic buy or anything like that right away. So move, I'll move quickly in the beginning, and as soon as some shit happens, just like just like I did, like um, you know, as soon as the earthquake happened, I started moving. As soon like if I wanted to buy something, I went to the store as soon as I could. If, you know, if there, I could have bought whatever I wanted, I could have bought out the whole fucking store if I if I needed to. Um, so just do that. Later on, I watched a bunch of people panic like a motherfucker. Like you know, but we were just chilling. I was like, we got food, we got everything we need, we good. Like you know, um, and we were just like in in there. I mean, my my mother in law came over and we were just there like watching what was going on and just like hanging out, just trying to figure out what was going on for like I think uh, almost a, like five days maybe after after the fact. But um, but yeah, we were good as far as like food and water wise. We we were good. So that would be my recommendation for you. Um, just whatever you do, make a decision, move fast, and you can beat the crowds of Japanese people. Because Japanese people, again, the people are going to wait and see what everyone else does. No one's going to say, like, fuck it, we out, like, right in the beginning. Nah. Um, so, okay, so, yeah. So, back to my story, right? I'm in my apartment, like, oh, Lord, I made it. Then I look at my phone, I'm, like, messaging my wife, like, where are you, baby? What's going on? And... She's like, oh, I'm still downtown. I'm like, oh, fucking, what are you? I'm like, I call her, like, what are you doing? She's like, my friend was scared. And uh, I'm sorry, I got shit on my wife a little bit. <laughs> because I, was, I didn't say anything, but I was just like, what the fuck are you thinking? Because like, <laughs> she was like, her friend lived in, the, in our area close to her, and her friend was scared and freaking out. So they just went to a cafe in that area and hung out there and then later tried to go back but like they were like the, the, of course the streets were empty at that time and she lived like near us so like uh, they could have just taken a taxi near us near her house and like hung out there but they hung out where they were at and then by the time they tried to leave everything was so crowded and the train was shut down everything was all fucked up but they could have just like jumped in took a taxi real quick because taxis were still rolling 
took a taxi in that, our area and hung out there. And I was just like, oh, my fucking goodness, what the fuck? Like, you know, and it, so then she's like, well, we're, you know, they were, they were coming back. And so she, I was like, all right. Then she calls me a little while later. Is like her contact fell out. You know, her contact lens fell out. She couldn't see shit. So she was like, can you bring my glasses? And I was just like, oh, my fucking goodness. Are you serious? You know, of course, as a, as a husband, you're like, what the fuck? But, you know, you, you ain't going to say that. You're going to be like, okay, I'll meet you here. You know. So thank goodness my bike was there. I could ride my bike at least. But then I had to, like, you know, walk with him back. So that took another, like, what? At this point, it's nighttime, so that took another, like, hour and a half, two hours. So, totally, like, five hours, five, six hours, like, just walking around Tokyo that day. Um, yeah. Um, at nighttime, then traffic was backed up like a motherfucker. It was just, like, wall-to-wall, bumper-to-bumper traffic all over Tokyo. Because, um, okay, of course, people going to try and pick up their family members and um, people trying to get home. And the streets are really crowded at this point because... Um, people are realizing that they can't get back home and the train's not moving. And so then, you know, after it's dark and cold, people decide to, like, you know, get home. And <clears throat> that shit just was not cool. You know, she we, she wanted something to eat, so we, we ducked into the convenience store. And that shit's just bare bones. So, again, like, if you, if you if something happens, knock on wood, something happens here, make a move early and get what you need to get as soon as you possibly can, right? Um... Yeah, so that pretty much is wow. We are fifty five minutes. Um, that pretty much is the gist of what happened for me the day of the earthquake. Um, of course, after that, you know, a lot of other events unfolded and continue to unfold as far as like you know, uh, you know, um, Fukushima and things like that. Uh, I'm not gonna get into that on here just because that's like a whole nother level of. Uh, craziness and you know um i yeah anything i would say related to that would be you know speculation it would be constantizing things so i'm I'm just not gonna speak on that um again just because those issues are still um quote unquote being worked out um but Mm, I don't know. Pretty, pretty. Much, I think I alluded to it before. Like you know, in, with as far as that ongoing issue, Japan kind of tends to brush shit under the carpet. And I, in my opinion, I'll give my opinion. You know, things that are not what's the word um, normal, or is kind of like people kind of like. Sweep something under the carpet. See, no more problem. Out of sight, out of mind. Out of sight, out of mind is kind of a way sometimes Japanese people deal with problems, you know. And sometimes that mentality makes shit worse, you know. And for me, like as a foreign person, because if it's like people hesitate to really address the problem, um, you know, that no one wants to be the one to address the problem because if you're the one to address the problem, people kind of point the finger at you. Right. But not addressing a problem sometimes makes it bigger. Right. And if you make the problem bigger, it's like, well, it could have it would have been a small headache or I mean, in this case, not small, but it would have. Yeah, it would have been a headache, but it would have been manageable versus like by the time we're just like, fuck, well, well, this shit's out of control. It's like, well, 
Of course it's out of control, like, because you haven't, like, dealt with this shit until it's, like, well, far too late, you know, but, um, so, you know, I'm dancing around the issue, but that's kind of what I see going on with that issue until it's gonna be just, again, like, it's just so much shit that, um, for a lot of foreign people is really, uh, what's the word? incomprehensible it's like really really you know i'm not too deep into that subject but when I, some shit i hear on the news this is like oh these motherfuckers are, you know like so again it'll just take the podcast to a negative space if i speak on it in detail so um i'm just not gonna do that here because again this is more of a light-hearted kind of podcast i want to keep it that way especially end it that way so um we made it almost to an hour, which is fucking awesome. Great. Um, I hope listening to that story gave you a bit of insight. Um, again, uh, what else, if it was helpful, again, before I forget, please remember to um, like. Please remember to comment. Give me some feedback on the podcast. Let me know what you think. Give me some star ratings on either, you know, on SoundCloud or on fucking uh where am i on itunes on something you know um let people know about this motherfucker and let you know let me know what you think about it as well um so i'm gonna wrap things up here uh yeah again just hopefully i hope if you do come to japan and you are in earth in maybe knock on wood you're in an earthquake or some type of emergency situation um just cut maybe this podcast will help prepare you for ah yeah 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 yeah. i remember okay before i go though before i go um a few other tips um related to being an earthquake so um as far as if you're indoors, right, of course, if there's a serious earthquake, just follow what Japanese people do. Again, um, the safest place if you're at a table or desk would be under a table or desk. Um, I remember from being a kid watching some shit, like, you know, after school special cartoons or some shit. A doorway, again, our way, um, which is true, is, is going to be very, because that has the most uh, wood around it, so... Go to a doorway if you can. Um, if you, that that'll feel that's kind of safer. Open the door if you have chance. You'll you if you're in a building or somewhere business, you might see people, um, the staff go and open the door. That's why they do that. Is I've heard that if there's a really emergency, like huge earthquake, and the building gets damaged, if the door is closed, it can get warped, and meaning that you you can't open the door and you're kind of trapped inside so um, i mean i'm not telling you like just go run all over the place and opening all the fucking doors like you know <laughs> but i'm just telling you, you might see people do that um if you like in in the school i work at there's like a designated staff member that casual they don't run and freak out and do it because then they'll make people panic but if they feel an earthquake their their job is to casually walk over and like open the door and place something in the doorway so that you know it's stays open um you know shit shit like that um i think those and the main thing would be don't panic right don't go running around like the first few times the first few years i was here earthquakes used to wake me up like oh shit oh you know but it is such after a while you get used to it because it is such a situation that's out of your control the only thing you can really do is to react to what's happening so just see how strong the earthquake is get a feel for it 
and and keep your head about you you know um that's probably the number one advice i can give um as someone who's bound even i can't even count how many earthquakes i've been through now the vast majority of them are not so big but of course in the back of my mind and in the experience seven years ago really made me realize like okay there are big ones you know really fucking big ones the ones i thought that were big are not as big as the big one you know so um it's something that you know like like i tell people like you might be like woo earthquakes but like it's kind of the trade-off of living here, right? In the West, I, I tell people what, America, the the East Coast has terrorism, the South has hurricanes, the Midwest has tornadoes, the West Coast has, like, fires and, and, and shit like that, you know, and fucking Japan, we have earthquakes, you know, we got big-ass earthquakes, like, that's so... That's just the part, you know, um, we don't really have gun violence or anything like that here. Um, but that's like the one thing you kind of ha- have to deal with um, living. So, you know, <clears throat> so, yeah, just take it how you want to take it. And and hopefully it, w- it was helpful for you. My voice is starting to give out because this has been about an hour. But it's good. I, th- I feel a lot better about this podcast. I did about the one last week. I went back and listened to it. It wasn't as bad as i thought um no i think it was all right but i feel a bit more confident about this information so uh, again i'm gonna wrap i'm gonna finish now so thanks for listening as always and next week i'm gonna come back at you with some more hits to your dome all right y'all have a good week and please keep the people who um passed and and you know uh, who had their lives up not uplifted um change forever um in your minds this week if you too okay if you can all right y'all i'm out of here later